0: You are now listening to the Numb Bills Fan Podcast! Yeah. With your hosts, David Palermo and Adam Began. Find us online at NumbBillsFan.com. Welcome to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. August twelfth, two thousand and sixteen. I am Dave at NumbillsFan on Twitter.
1: I'm Adam, Numb Adam D on Twitter, and we are uh, coming to you from numbillsfan.com dot com. And that's where you can go to stay up to date on all of our content. Um, including this podcast that you're listening to now. We are in our sixty ninth episode. Oh yeah. Um you can also find some video content over there. We do this uh, live show every Wednesday night at 7 with uh, Bill's Fanatics Network. It's a great time. We're on the Facebook. Uh, it's powered by Facebook Live. We're on there getting that fan interaction going, answering your questions, responding to all your little little comments, your little jabs, what have you. Um, Dave's got his hair tips, as always. Tonight on Bills Fanatics Network, uh, stop by at 8 o'clock and check out Rico from the Bills Fanatics Barbershop. He's going to be on there, and you got to assume he's going to be all over the Hot Bills topic right now. It's why we're here. We podcasted yesterday, episode 68. Check it out on iTunes and numbillsfan.com. But today we we felt like we had to get right back in here. Tyrod Taylor signs an epic... Six-year, $90 million contract. What up? It's Tyrod time.
0: Yeah, where's the Doug Whaley haters at? We've been telling you the whole time, don't worry about it. Don't worry about playing accountant. Doug Whaley is going to figure this out. Credit to Jim Overdorf. Credit to Tyrod Taylor and the whole organization. Because when you look at it, it's a very... I think it's a fair deal on both sides.
1: Right. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of inner workings to this deal, and the details are still kind of rolling out while we're recording this. But
0: so essentially, this podcast is an we have some hard numbers, but it's going to be a lot of educated guess and let's uh, scenarios.
1: Let, let's let's look at this though. Okay.
0: What do you got? Okay. So big numbers.
1: Right. Six. So- 6 uh, years, six 90, years million. 90 million we were expecting a 2 year bridge deal looking look, looking at like maybe 30 million total um there was some talk about that going around this kind of came out of nowhere this morning that you know right out of the rumor mill oh there's talks that uh they've hammered out a long term extension for Tyrod Taylor I was like oh what do we what do we have here you know I saw this little headline when I woke up, I, I slept in today, I'm not going to lie. I had a weird day yesterday. Took a nap in the evening. Don't recommend that. Woke up at like 9.30 p.m. Watched some meteor showers. That was kind of cool, shooting stars, whatnot. But I couldn't sleep. So I slept in a little bit this morning. Woke up late. Look at my phone. Almost done with long-term deal. What, Tyrod Taylor, long-term extension? What, what happened to the bridge deal? Okay, so what this deal does, it's interesting because it leaves the team wide open. They got a little team option built in here. Um, for the 2016 season, the upcoming season here, Tyrod's going to get $9.5 million. That's $3 million base, $6.5 million signing bonus. And then following this year... The Bills have the option whether or not to pick up the five year extension. So this gives Tyrod a big raise over what he was set to make going into this season. He's he he about tripled up for this year right now. Now next year, if they pick up this extension, if they pick up the option to, you know, they owe they owe dude twenty seven million fully guaranteed. That's a huge payday.
0: Yeah. I i it's the the way it works out for twenty seventeen, according to SpotTrack.com, dot com. Spot S P O T R A C. Don't put two Ts in there. SpotTrack.com, dot com. No K no two Ts. Essentially okay. the best information. Yeah, but I mean,
1: they they got everything you need to know about any player contracts and
0: Comparable Again, you're trying to get
1: contracts. up. I saw. I feel like we're cutting an ad here. We aren't even getting paid for this, but you want to up that football IQ, this is a really great resource. It, it,
0: it's great because it
1: breaks down previous
0: contracts too, and you can click around other guys in the league. You can go through a ranking list of each position. Um, but essentially here, according to SpotTrack, there are some blanks on workout bonuses and dead caps. But we, what we do see here is... Two thousand seventeen. Tyron Taylor will have a base salary of twelve million, signing bonus of one hundred thirty-three thousand and change, and option bonus of three point one mil, which is a cap hit of fifteen mil, two hundred thirty-three thousand three hundred thirty-four dollars. What that means is, well, if that's twenty-seven mil guaranteed in two thousand seventeen. That's
1: got to come in a bonus. Well, yeah, it does. It's uh, it's twenty seven million guaranteed money w- when they activate the option on the contract. How that how that breaks down is it's a twelve million base salary that's that's fully guaranteed in twenty seventeen, as well as a fifteen and a half million dollar, um, I guess option bonus, if you will, and that's going to be. It looks like 3 million spread out between the 2017 season and the 2021 season. God, 2021, that sounds like such a long time away from now, doesn't it?
0: I hate when I hear contracts. I
1: feel so old. But 80s baby syndrome. Oh man, like I'm just so psyched because the term franchise quarterbacks going around right now. What? Where are we? Is this Western New York for real? Like, check my pulse, Dave.
0: You know what I think? Because you asked. I think it's a very fair deal on both sides. Oh, hold on, Dave.
1: What do you think?
0: I think okay, it's fair a very, deal? I think it's a very fair deal on both sides because the team... If Tyron Taylor does not show up this year, then they're 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 in the power, I don't know what the dead cap is. We don't see the dead cap money, so they they have the, the bills have the leverage that also said if Tyron Taylor shows up, guess what then he's getting paid young man is. is paid, and even if he is just mediocre. And they go eight and eight again, I bet you he still gets paid anyways, because then hey, you know well, what? We'll blame this and we'll spin it this way and it wasn't Tyrod's fault.
1: Well, you gotta that half the offensive line never played. You gotta also kinda wonder that if uh you know if this isn't kinda the match light in the fire under the hot seat for this coaching staff, too. Cause that kinda does leave the door open for if oh hey, this year's a failure, like we need we need to start start from scratch again, it leaves the door open to, to bring in another quarterback along with a new coaching staff if they choose to move on. But I'm getting way ahead of myself here because I think this season's going to be dope. I think Tyrod Taylor is awesome. I think this contract is the future of the franchise. This team's going places is what I'm trying to say.
0: You would think so, but I, I feel like when you see six years, $90 million, you think, oh, wow, oh, wow, that's a lot of money. It's really not. I think it's around the same money that, if you were to put it into what Fitzpatrick was paid, it's average starting quarterback money. Because when Tyrod Taylor is here, if everything works out for Tyrod, and he is here in 2018... And his base salary is thirteen million dollars with the three million dollar option bonus. Obviously, they picked right. it up, which is what? a sixteen mil cap hit. Everybody else is going to be average salary be like twenty two mil to twenty one mil.
1: Right, because you know, like you were saying when we were when we were eating earlier, um, the salary cap's only going to keep going up. In two
0: thousand seventeen, right now, Tony Romo is would be the largest cap hit at twenty four million. 700. And then you got Joe Flacco, number two, Matt Ryan at 23 three mil plus. I mean, he's almost at 24 mil. Matt Ryan, he better show up. That, that's going to get adjusted. Sam Bradford's at 22.5. But in 2017, Tyron Taylor, he's not, he, he's going to be the 20th paid highest paid quarterback in the league if everything stays is that, where it is.
1: Is that based on base salary?
0: Or it's actually overall cap hit rankings. Okay, so that's pretty fair.
1: All right, yeah, definitely. you know.
0: So I, I just think it's, I think it's, uh, it's a deal where it, it's very, it's very fair, and some people are alluding to it that it's a Colin Kaepernick kind of contract where you get more as you go along, and it's not really, you know. When you're Peyton Manning in your prime, you can you can work out deals that really favor you and can screw the team. I mean, look at like Mario Williams with the Bills. Seven million dollar cap hit this year plus I think it actually might be nine million. Dead cap money. After fleecing the Bills from nineteen mil last year. So anyways, um you know, Tyrod Taylor's gotta be able to work with them here. You yeah, know. no,
1: but uh, this this contract to me, it it speaks very loudly. It, it says a lot of things. What it w- what I'm seeing here, what this what this says to me, is they saw him out there at training camp, and the things that they wanted him to improve on have gotten improved on. Is the first thing this says to me. You know, the second thing this says to me, is that they they're ready to give the kid the reins. I mean, you know, he was he was the the starter going into the season last year. But this kind of solidifies it. Like he's he's the guy now. So you're going to have to assume he's going to throw his weight around a little bit more. Like it it it's kind of carved in stone that these guys got to do what he says now. He's not going anywhere.
0: I think uh To, to add on to that, Doug Wehwee we did say that his his work in the offseason and his work ethic and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Tavon Taylor is holding his own meetings, and he got together with the offensive lineman with Incognito and Wood and said, you guys hold meetings, we're going to hold meetings, and they're getting up at night together as a team without coaches. And Greg Roman was saying on the John Murphy show he was saying, the offensive coordinator of the Bills was saying, you know, Tyrod, the, the the quarterback needs to be an extension of the coach and be the coach on the field. And to see him doing this is wonderful. And this reminds me of when the New Orleans Saints in the offseason during the lockout, they were one of the first teams to get their players together. And that was when the Saints were awesome. And this is... Nice to really see no, not we got up one time. no, we've gotten up many times in the off season with Tyra Taylor, and Tyra Taylor has actually come against what his agent has said, not taking the bait of the Bills media or anybody covering the team, I should say, and he's been the ultimate professional. He has proven that, hey, I can be that representative that you need for your team and be the model of the franchise, and I will play ball with you, no ifs, ands, or buts. And he treated the job like a professional. He is the kind of person where you never have to look over your shoulder. You can just delegate duties to him, he's going to follow through, and he's going to make it happen, and he's proven
1: that. Oh, yeah. And that's just off the field. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, no, he really seems like he has the support of the locker room. The guys really seem to like, you know, working with him, you know, being in that huddle. I can't even look at you, Dave. You're so freaking ugly. Oh, God. (laughs) But again, we're, we're, we're talking about Tyrod Taylor, the leader. Let's talk about Tyrod Taylor, the athlete. Come on, Dave, let's talk about Tyron Taylor, the athlete. I mean, well, what what doesn't this guy do at this point? What, what, what can't he accomplish out there?
0: It, he's a rare case of somebody that you talk about a player, man, this guy is raw, or too bad this guy didn't do this, or this guy didn't do that, or he has to work on his shortcomings, or you look at a situation where we saw Ryan Fitzpatrick here. They brought in David Lee, who coincidentally is the current quarterbacks coach, who, by the way, Rex Ryan wanted him the same year he was with the Bills. He actually interviewed with the Jets with Rex Ryan years back before he went with the change Bills. Um, But they tried to correct Fitzpatrick's accuracy. And, you know, how are you going to correct that in one offseason, really? And if you look at things, Fitzpatrick will say that Overall, he is still progressing, and even his accuracy, he says, it's gotten better. So you can do that, but people aren't miracle workers, and people don't always progress. And in Tyrod Taylor's case, every single game starting about a year ago, the first preseason game, from Game 1 to Game 2 to Game 2 to Game 3, Game 3, a little bit of Game 4 as well, He really just kept improving. Now in the season, he sputtered a bit. He had some... The the team had way too many three and outs, and we can be enamored with how well he did. His turnover to touchdown ratio was wonderful. But the criticism was, and as, as more information came in this year, he did not throw over the middle enough. So... You have to look at it like his interception numbers will go up this year. Expect that. They're opening up the playbook for him. Expect that. But I think this guy can handle it. I, I don't see this being a case where he does not get better. He does too many things right. This kid is a true professional. Now, I hate to call him a kid. This man is a true professional. He shows up. He gets everybody together. He works on what he needs to work on. I don't see how Tyrod the athlete does not improve either.
1: Yeah, and he just adds so many layers to the to the game too. He'll he'll hurt you with his arm, you know, he'll hurt you with his feet. You just never you never know. You know, he's he's hard to defend against. Especially when he's, you know, playing with a little bit of a lead. He's got some rhythm, he's got some momentum. The kid is Kid's a powerhouse.
0: And shout out to Pierre at at Bill's Fanatics. He, when we were watching training camp Saturday together at the scrimmage, you know, he's down that way where Tyrod went to school, and he's he's seen him play. He's followed Tyrod Taylor in his whole entire career. And he was calling it. He was calling it that Tyrod Taylor would come out winning the quarterback competition. I mean, let's go back to that. Can we go back to a year ago? Let's rewind. One year ago, where were we? You had Matt Castle,
1: E.J. Manuel, Tyrod Taylor. And you just kind of assumed Matt Castle by default because he had been there. You know, Tyrod Taylor was kind of an unknown. Then, you know, you start firing up the uh, highlight reels from Virginia Tech, and you're like, oh, look.
0: You're the first one between us that I was like, well, they brought him in, that's a nice story, and then you're like, No, you really you were telling me, Dave, you really gotta watch these videos.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I mean I hate making that Michael Vick comparison over and over and over again, but that's what I was thinking, especially seeing that Virginia Tech uniform <laughs> it's like a- shifting in and out of the gaps and running all over the place and throwing on the run and all this all this craziness. I was like, How come I didn't hear more about this kid? Like what did I miss? I mean I'm you know, I'm not a huge fan College football guy, I'm getting into it a little bit more now that we're doing the podcast and things of that nature. I, I find myself digging a lot deeper. But um, I, I'll tell you where I, didn't, I was. I didn't really know. I didn't really know who this dude was, and what I like so much about this story about bringing him up here from the Ravens in the situation. He's a he's a late round pick, and he just speaks testaments to the to the theory of the old school developed behind a veteran don't start your rookie quarterback right away let this guy learn the game like he speaks he speaks volumes to that whole mentality that whole you know way of thinking and it, you know it just makes you smile when you see a kid who you know, didn't get drafted high. Sat on the bench for four years. Held that clipboard, and you know, took a chance on on Buffalo because he had a he had an opportunity to compete. You know, he could have he could have gone. He could have signed to the Denver Broncos. He could have gotten another Super Bowl ring because you know he, he has one from Baltimore.
0: Well, who knows if Tyrod Taylor would have started? In Denver, over Brock Osweiler, who they were right. moving as well for a few years. So that's- he saw
1: an opportunity here. He knew what he was capable of. He knew his work ethic. He knew his worth, and he came up here. He seized the opportunity, and today, it paid off. It just it, it's a feel good story all the way around, you know, because there's so many there's so many pro athletes out here, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into particulars and name names. But there's so many guys, and and you just know they're scumbags. Like you, you know maybe, you know maybe they've been in some trouble. Not all of them have gotten gotten you know the big headline, but there's some guys in this league who aren't great individuals. And then you got guys like Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor is like a kid. A, a kid.
0: Tyrod Taylor is a person that you want to you want to root for and. When you're showing me that, that those videos, you're like, no, you really got to watch this. I, I was, it was one of those things where, because Michael Vick set such a standard in my heart for a new way, I love guys who are Renegades, a new way to play football. He changed. Michael Vick broke the game. He broke the game. And...
1: Especially those. if the game was Madden. He literally, like, exploded <laughs> yeah. the game of Madden. And,
0: and and when you go back and you actually hear about the developers of Madden, they're like, you know, back then we couldn't update for his first year in the league. We couldn't update. They they couldn't uh, uh, update his stats like you can now with your online updates. But he, they're like, yeah, we couldn't make him a first-year guy that fast. And then next thing you know, it, it, the second year, after they saw him play, that's the year he broke Madden and
1: you, you Yeah, no, he was like he was like Bo Jackson on tech mobile at that point, like unstoppable. Right.
0: On so I, I look at I look at things with Tyrod Taylor where you put yourself back five years ago and you go, Oh, wait a second. I kinda do remember a kid that played like Michael Vick in Virginia Tech. I, I I follow you because how many times do you hear about these players when you're going through the draft process or you see ESPN highlights and you're like, wow, that's a nice player, but then you forget about him. And Tyron Taylor is that guy, and you really dig into his backstory, and his backstory is amazing. I, I, I always refer, when I was doing my research on him in the offseason last year, a clip that it was him after he committed to Virginia Tech, or it might have been first year of Virginia Tech, really, really early after high school, saying, I want to prove that I'm am not just a, I'm not a running quarterback. And he's always been trying to shake that. He tried to shake that in college, tried to shake it after college. And he's a student of the game and keeps working. And you just follow him. He leads by example. He's very bright. And he's willing to put in the work and listen to the people around him. And when he came into the NFL, teams, he lasted to the sixth round because he told teams, I am not switching positions. I am playing quarterback. He did not want to play any other position. And when you think about it, look how high Michael Vick was drafted Meanwhile, you have Tyrod Taylor, who, by the way, broke a lot, if not all, Michael Vick's records in Virginia. So what does that tell you? That tells you this kid is a smarter Michael Vick, and he does all the right preparation beforehand. And if you were to paint the picture of what a a franchise quarterback should be, it's Tyrod Taylor. I would bet you he works harder than Russell Wilson. I'm willing to to put that out there. I'm willing to bet that he works harder than a lot of people in the NFL. And probably in sports. You don't... A lot of people cannot sit on a bench for four years and be patient about it like he did. Rex Ryan was trying to trade for him when he was with the Jets. You know you got offensive coordinators raving about him. Cam Cameron, who was with the Jets. Gary Kubiak, the head coach of the Denver Broncos, you know, that that team that won the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, and meanwhile, we're thinking, I was thinking, well, this this could be the number three quarterback. But EJ Manuel sat behind Kyle Orton, so EJ Manuel's ready to take that next step. He's going to be a little better. And don't even rip a Kyle Orton joke. I see that face.
1: Nah, uh, I mean, what I was gonna say though is like you can't, you can't even try to compare a year be, part of a year behind Kyle Orton, to four years behind Joe Flacco. You know what I mean? Not even. Okay. Not even close, okay. Man, you and know? and you,
0: you, you know what? Even if you didn't say. Because immediately when you say Joe Flacco, I don't think Peyton Manning, but I think I think good. I think underrated. At the same time, I don't want to rate him too high. So I would say more or less like golden offensive, like like blue chip offensive coordinators. He's been around some great coaches in mm-hmm. his career. Very mm-hmm. good coaches. And he's very
1: productive career. when he has the weapons on the field.
0: So when you got these guys, wow, Raven, that's that's crazy. That's so crazy. Um, and, and then you look at Matt Castle. A lot of people thought he's a safe bet. You know, I I said it. I don't know if you agree with me, but I said, you know what? Let's see what happens in third and long with Matt Castle. You know Let's what, Let's see though? what we get. And th- you know what he did? It didn't work out. He threw short of the sticks on, you know, got a penalty. This is the Bills. Expect penalties, not because we're Bills fans. Every football fan thinks it. The zebras mess everything up. Say it all the time. Expect the worst. You gotta have a guy who can do more than just the ten yards.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Twelve months ago it was a lot easier to talk me into Matt Castle than it was to talk me into Tyrod Taylor. I, I was like, Oh, here comes a guy with some league experience. He's been to a Pro Bowl, da 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 da. Like you know, he might be all right. You know, maybe he'll fit fit the offense. Greg Roman has has done more with less, you know. And I, I talked myself right into that, and he got out there, and frankly, he sucked. He was awful. It it was painful to watch. I think I even was like, "Yo, can we get Kyle Orton back? <laughs> like,
0: come on, dog." No, really. Did you say that? I mean, we could always just rewind the clock. We were podcasting.
1: Yeah, no. I, I let's not let's not pull those audio clips. I
0: really don't. I was all on Team EJ. To, work to be on fair, his accuracy. And... To be
1: fair, I think I think one of these times I will will pull some audio clips and do like the the top ten times we were right and the top ten times we were wrong, and the the, the times we were wrong will, will probably be really hilarious.
0: That would be. I I I, don't, I, I, I I'm happy right now. I don't want to hate myself. I don't want to hate myself.
1: That's unfortunate because I could give you about 6,000 reasons to do so. It's like the
0: first time I heard myself on like an answering machine. I'm like, what the hell is in my throat? Like, why? I was a kid. I'm like, that's not me. I would
1: not like to speculate on what may or may not have been in your throat. Not my business.
0: Oh, Joke time? Joke time?
1: I got the button to turn your mic off, though, is the the thing.
0: All right, so, anyways, so, (laughs) so, Matt Castle, yeah, you want to talk about going down a a ramp?
1: Don't make me press it. I got the button. I won't even look at you. Magic mute button.
0: Matt Castle, I was thinking, all right, I'm, 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 I'm Mr. Dinkin' Dunk. I'm, I'm closing my eyes right now, and I'm like, you know, if we could get the guy. That was in New England. Let's just watch a lot of that tape. But then you hear, wait a second. Greg Roman is giving very similar plays to all these guys. And he was saying he has separate packages. Like, they they all have the same plays. But he'll have these guys running packages more towards their skill set. And... With Matt Castle, it really had to come down to what the hell is going to happen in the game. Bills got a penalty in a preseason game. They're third and long. I believe mean, it was like a third and seventeen or third and twelve ish. It was more than ten yards, all right? Next thing you know, the ball's thrown a yard and a half short of sticks. Tyrod Taylor comes in against second team, and he is very consistent. E. J. Manuel comes in. Now there was that little there was a rotation in the preseason games too. And Tyron Taylor was the most consistent. E. J. Manuel was like throwing bombs. Like he was really crushing.
1: Yeah, no, he's got a great arm.
0: He was throwing bombs. I mean, on a side note, he's looking really good in training camp, E. J. Manuel. And who knows maybe they're trying to buff up his stock well, and trade him he's gonna yeah no traded. i mean
1: i I'm sure he's I'm sure he's trying to figure out what to do next right now as much as anyone else, and I'm sure he doesn't want to Tim Tebow it and have to go buy a baseball mitt and a baseball bat and try to switch sports real quick. I think he wants to stay in the league. Whether it's with the Bills or not, I don't think he wants his football career to be over because it seems like he's really out there busting ass, nose to the grindstone, trying to, you know, better his craft. Tim Tebow's trying to play baseball.
0: E.J. Manuel, I want him on the team this year.
1: Can we just talk about that for a second, though? All right, what do you got? Like, literally, with Tim Tebow, when when you think there is no possible way for, for anyone to give less of a shit about Tim Tebow, he decides to play baseball.
0: Is there a Tim Tebow bobblehead night?
1: You know what? When, when that he,
0: is probably why he's doing it. Like When look, he lands draw,
1: on that triple-A club, that's going to be the first thing that happens. Dude,
0: triple-A, he is not going to be triple-A. He's been playing ball for a year. He's been training secretly for a year.
1: Yo, he got NFL teams to give him a contract. <laughs> he, he, can, he can pull some minor Did you baseball. notice
0: that that guy who um, really pulled the strings and getting drafted in the first round in Denver, Josh McDaniels, was fired that year? Okay, And yes, I was on the You know, maybe the bell should bring up Tim Tebow I ain't gonna sit here and lie to you I was like, you know, you can really use it I mean, I think Tim Tebow's got it Hey, you don't just Bring up winners out of nowhere You are a winner And I feel the same way about Colt McCoy I would take Colt McCoy all day I love Colt McCoy, are you kidding me? Winner in college, alright Learn about it You don't even give a shit What are you talking about? Anyways, back to E.J. Manuel. E.J. Manuel, I want him on the team. If he's really peaking and and, and progressing, again, he's hitting the point where Tyrod Taylor was. He's developing.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Well,
0: you would think. But he's had some game experience. But we saw this story before. Difference being... We actually have an offensive coordinator and a real quarterbacks coach that have been working with E.J. Manuel for a full year and now two off seasons versus some jackass and Doug Marone and his Drink. staff. So, I want E.J. Manuel on the team. He is a solid backup. And with Tyron Taylor doing flips into the end zone, I expect him to go as hard as he can during the season and get as many touchdowns as he can. There's a you, reason You think
1: looked, they uh, you think they put a clause in that contract that was like
0: <laughs> if you do any stupid, more
1: any more dumbass flips and you don't get your <laughs> you don't get your bonus.
0: Yeah, Tyrod, right here where there's a red arrow and a red liner that says stupid shit clause. <laughs> like we know you're a good PR, we know you're great on camera, but if you can't play, don't forget if you want to take a page out of David Nelson's book and get hurt and still be in all the Bills promos and get cut at the end of the year, we could do that. But don't do stupid shit.
1: Yeah, no. It's, he's like, "What's this NFF clause?" They're like, "No fucking flips."
0: <laughs> These chairs are squeaking so much. I just want to throw them.
1: Yo, if you got any nice, quiet office chairs, you want to donate to Numb Bills Fan Podcast. Shoot me an email at adam at numbillsfan dot com. We will gladly come pick them up from you. All right,
0: you ready for a cliffhanger? Leave these MCs wanting more. Tyra Taylor, by the way, I got I gotta say, congratulations. We know you're listening, and you are a great testament to kids, and not just kids, but really to. People in general to stick with something yeah. and keep working and keep working and keep working.
1: No, I mean, you you are living proof that hard work pays off, and sometimes it pays off to the tune of $90 million. Ow, ow! Yeah, fate's in your hand, and hopefully everything works
0: out, you know? Um, but comparable guys were, you know, Ryan Tannehill, average $19.2 mil.
1: Yeah, you no, know. he's on a four-year $77 million deal. Comparable.
0: Just got to keep in mind, when these, you know, these quarterback numbers are going to get outrageous. So you want Tyrod Taylor to succeed now. But one thing I wonder is, for the cliffhanger, next podcast, can they keep Stephon Gilmore? Because I think they can. I believe the Bills have leverage with Rex Ryan they also it's going to be hard to franchise tag him next year you don't want to do that but the way I looked at it the 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 before Tyra Taylor got signed I always thought that if you get Gilmore maybe you throw some extra money towards Tyrod on a bridge deal where at the same time Gilmore's do 11 mil this season right for a base salary if you can get him an extension, who knows? You might be able to give him money up front as a signing bonus, and next thing you know, it relieves his cap number for this year and brings it down. So say maybe eleven million to, oh, it might take seven million off because they gave it to him up front, and then his deal would be you know, he he wants I believe fourteen fifteen million a year, no yeah. more.
1: Yeah, so, no. This is gonna this is gonna be a great talk for next time. We'll be back. We'll, we're going to talk the possibilities with with Gilmore. We're going to have the wrap up of the Bills preseason game with the Colts.
0: Um, we will be at the stadium if you're hearing this before. So check us yeah. out, section three thirty one, row six. Yeah, shoot
1: us a tweet if you want to meet up.
0: Yeah, hit us up. Maybe
1: we'll put you in a dumbass video or something. We like we like to make content. It's what we do.
0: Don't forget. Also, this Wednesday, 7 p.m., I'm sure we'll have a podcast before, but any Wednesday, 7 p.m., Bills Fanatics, be our Facebook page, and it's very easy to find. Bills Fanatics has all the best content you can find. You have yeah, we... all these hardworking individuals that specialize in an area. We specialize in giving you real conversation about the bills that you would have. With your friends, and really try to be objective about it, and not crush the build, not not crush the team, and say on the more positive tip. Glass half full. Don't mean to be a homer. We're not. We're objective, but there's no need for nonsense. To call players names and be yeah, a total douche. Yeah, yeah. And
1: a lot of times you see these you see these guys from these newspapers over here in western New York and, and all that. You see them always have to like try to get like that negative headline in. You it's don't... cheap clicks, and we're not about that. All right, we're about that. Give us your clicks. Numbillsfan.com. But we love our team. We love what we do. We love coming on here and talking to you guys about it. We love going live with Bills Fanatics Networks Wednesdays at 7. Get in on that conversation. Tell us what you think. Voice your opinion. Follow everybody on the Bills
0: Fanatics Network. If you do not, you're out of your mind. So many people are are knee deep in a lot of things. You got Cover One with Eric Turner. You got Rob Quinn. Who those two guys there? They each have their own thing going on. Very, breaking down plays, very, very in, in depth. depth. Um, Ooh, chinks. Got me again, man. Podcast number two. Uh, you know you have. Uh, Again, every night on their network, seven p.m. Their Facebook Live. By the way, our last podcast. What's going to happen with Reggie Ragland? Well, we think it's time, and everybody knows it's time for Zach Brown to step up.
1: The Bills Zach also Brown. signed Brandon Spikes. He's in the mix. You got Hawthorne in the mix. You got you got some guys coming up. Where's Eric, Where's Eric Striker fit? Where's you know. When when can we expect Manny Lawson back? We got all that. Marquis Goodwin tearing
0: it up in camp.
1: Yeah, looking uh-huh. like a lock for number three uh-huh. as of right now. I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow night when the Bills face the Colts at the Ralph. We'll be there, Section 331. Find us online at numbillsfan.com. Follow us on Twitter, Dave's NumBillsFan. I'm NumBillsAdamD. And we are done here. Cheers.